us in strange ways and strange dimensions. And let all the glory be given to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we call it done. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I'm going to preach a message titled, What Do You See? What Do You See? I just pray for grace to be able to properly communicate it and articulate it like I feel it. It's one thing to feel the word in a certain dimension. It's another thing to be able to communicate it in such a way that it ministers to your spirit and you catch a revelation out of it that sets you on a path to fulfillment and establishment. Ask your neighbor, what do you see? Ask somebody, what do you see? Um, Okay, let's start it this way. Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. And I want you to focus and pay attention. Um, If anybody seeks to distract you this morning, the person is tampering with the fabric of your destiny. And so make sure nobody is distracting you, nobody is shifting your attention, your focus from from the operation and the surgery that is happening in this pulpit. Are you, are you ready? Oh, I can't hear you. Are you ready? Malabada has all this. Numbers 13. Um, 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Which I do what? Talk to me. Which I do what? I give unto the children of Israel. Sent men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. In other words, God is saying what? I have given the land. Are you with me? Send men to that place. Let them spy. Let them search. Let them survey the land. Uh, And it says in verse 3, And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. And then it lists the men that were sent. 25. 25. 25. All right. And they returned from the searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel and to the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. 27. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us. And surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. 28. Nevertheless, somebody say nevertheless. The people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities 
are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak. What do you see? 30. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up uh, at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Hallelujah. All right. Um, what do you see? Ask somebody, what do you see? One of the things you need to understand about the world and the earth as we know it is that the earth is a recipient of instructions programmed from other dimensions. <laughs> oh, help me, Lord. Follow me. Don't be lost. That's why I said if you don't focus, you, you will we'll get to a junction and we would have left you. The earth is the recipient of instructions that are programmed and sent to it from other dimensions. The Bible says that the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundations of the earth. What that means is that the crucifixion of Jesus had already taken place in another dimension. Had already taken place and was awaiting such a time that that which has been conceived, agreed, and executed in a higher dimension will now take place and take shape and have effect and manifestation in the earth. Are you with me so far? Whatever you see happening here has already happened in a higher dimension. Heaven may have agreed and accepted that let this thing happen. Or the enemy and his cohorts may have agreed and has accepted that let this thing happen on the earth realm. Many people, instead of being participants of the decisions of divinity, are mere spectators of the executions of these decisions. Are you with me so far? Hello? Many people are simply spectators. So, they are just watching as the things that have been pre-programmed are happening. Whereas God says, come and let us reason together because he wants to partner with you to take certain decisions in a higher dimension so these decisions can have expression in the earth. Okay. How far? So far, so good. All right. The Bible says in the beginning, put up Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created, put up NIV. Put up NIV. In the beginning, God created the, oh, talk to me now, the, and the, are you seeing heavens? And are you seeing earth? the heavens and the earth. Because the earth is, there can be only one earth, but there are different dimensions in the heavens. So you read scripture and you see the third heavens. 
and, and you see the second heavens. These are different dimensions and levels of operation in the spirit higher than where you and I find ourselves. Come with me, oh. And that is how come in the days of Daniel, prayer was offered and the answer was released from heaven and yet the enemy stopped the prayer from coming when it got to a certain dimension of the heavens. Are you with me? And Daniel had to be prompted. He lifted a prayer and Gabriel came and uh, enforced what heaven had already decreed should be the reply to the prayers of God's people. So the heavens, as you see, is, is, is a collection of dimensions which is higher than what, what pertains to the earth realm. This is why people in the occult can go and meet and go and do some things and these things will have full expression in the physical world. This is how somebody can go and take something, put it in a man's drink. The man drinks it and everything this person is asking the man, the man is doing it. Because he is being programmed and controlled from a dimension higher than what the eyes can see. Do you know where they copied it from? They copied it from what God did to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said, I will not let your people go. God said, you will let them go. Plague one, plague two, plague After they've all come, then Pharaoh released them and they went. He was just there and said, ah, where are the Israelites? Oh, you release them to go, how? Call the soldiers and go after them. Is he not the same person who released them? And suddenly he has forgotten that he released them. It's like he has come to himself and he has decided, I've made a mistake. I need to go after these people. Because there was, there was something that is going on beyond the realm of the physical, beyond the earth realm. God created the earth such that the earth would depend on a higher dimension for its functions. So the Bible said, God created man with the dust of the ground. That doesn't necessarily mean sand. Are we together now? It does not necessarily mean what? Sand. It means that God made man with the elements of the earth. Because the dust of the ground, the same elements of the earth. That is how come. Man is made up of about 70% water, just like the earth is made up of about 70% water. That is how come you have rocks that live so long that scientists rely on it to tell how old certain things are. And that is how come the bones in man also can see the several dimensions, several dispensations of time. And men will combine rocks and bones to be able to tell when something existed. Because out of the dust of the ground, out of the same elements the earth is made of, man was made. Are you with me so far? Then he said, don't get lost too. We are still talking about what do you see? <laughs> there is a reason I'm starting from there. Because I want to show you something. Hallelujah. And that is why the Bible says that for by faith we know that the world was formed or was made by materials that are invisible. Things that you, you see they exist but in this realm you can't see them. They exist in a higher place. 
what you see affects what you walk into, affects how you walk in life, affects your destination in life. In fact, what you see even affects the kinds of prayers you pray. Are you with me? What you see affects the kinds of prayers you pray. If you have a dream and you see people chasing you, you begin to pray against. Now, if you have a dream and you see money all around you, there's a way you pray also. Are you with me now? So what you see impacts and even shapes the kind of prayers that you pray. And that is why for the enemy, the most important faculty of humanity that he likes working on and controlling is that of sight. Because if he can control what you are seeing, he can control where you are going. Now, if you are walking and there's a gutter in front of you and you see it, if you are normal, you will jump it. You won't see the gutter and enter into it. So, you see it and you dodge it because you have seen it. If you don't see it and your eyes are closed and you are asked to walk, you will fall into it even though it has long been there before you began your journey. It will not move simply because you didn't see it. The gutter won't move because you didn't see it. It is your job to see it and to dodge it. What do you see? Like I said at the beginning, whatever you are seeing physically first existed in a higher dimension, the realm of the spirit. That is why I can pick you prophetically and tell you, this is what I am seeing. And what I have seen will now have expression physically. And two years, one year, six months after I have told you what I saw, you begin to see the same thing. So Angel Gabriel went to Mary and said, Hail Mary, full of grace. He was speaking that which was in direct contrast with what, with what pertained physically, but he was seen from a higher realm and a higher plane. And he knew that what he was declaring already existed from where he was coming from. And once he was speaking it, it will begin to take manifestation physically. What do you see? The problem is this, that many people are too focused on the flesh and the physical realities according to the flesh. That, and, and that is why the enemy keeps using that to keep moving them about. It is like a baby. If you show a baby something which is um, colorful, you can draw their attention with it. You see, they'll start crawling towards it. If you move it, they'll move according to it. And so you can control the movement of a baby simply by showing it something that is attractive to its faculties. And that is what the devil is doing to many people in this world. Show them something colorful and they'll gravitate towards it. The Lord is raising another generation of people who will have foresight and see things beyond what is available in the natural realm so that you are not swayed simply by what is happening around you. Can I preach this one too? The Bible says that God had already given um, Canaan to the people of Israel. And he commanded Moses and said, send people to go and search that land. When he sent them, they came back and they said that the place is good. We have brought you evidence of the ground, of the place. There is milk and honey flowing. That doesn't mean that 
everywhere you step milk is there and there's honey that you can eat it means that the place is so fruitful and the place is so prosperous that they even brought evidence to show the congregation as well as uh, moses and aaron and they said nevertheless we saw giants on the land we saw the people of the amalekites and these people there is no way we can dominate them because per what we saw there is no way we can defeat them based on what we saw physically based on what our faculties picked physically these people are giants and they have their skill sets to beat us so there is no reason going forward but the bible says caleb stealed them and said we are well able to overcome them then he said let us go at once don't let us waste time what is caleb seeing what is joshua seeing that the other people are not seeing they cannot be seeing the same thing because if they see the same thing they'll be expressing the same realities it means that caleb and joshua are seeing something else and all the other people are seeing something else and that is why these people who are in the majority by the way are saying they are giants on the land don't go there caleb and joshua say we are well able to go there what are they seeing at all what are they seeing? they are seeing from a realm beyond the natural they are seen from the eye of faith that God has already given them land. Are you with me now? Some of you, you look in your life and you are too focused on what physically pertains to you that everything that you say and the expressions thereof are based on what your eyes are telling you physically. Imagine you are a David who just met a Goliath. We are supposed to engage in warfare and battle where the entire destiny of your nation rests on your shoulder. Where you have gone to vibe and yop, and suddenly the person is so huge and so big that it has to take one man to hold his fear and another man separately to hold his, his shield. And this is the man that you are going against a man born into warfare, a man bred by warfare, a man whose navel was cut by warfare, a man who has seen it all, done it all, been it all, and has the history amongst his people to be an indomitable champion. Imagine being a, 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 a David standing before him. Look, David was seeing something that the entire nation of Israel was not seeing. What do you see? Some of you, when I look at you, and you and i see the way you look at yourself i laugh because you the way you look at yourself is not exactly how things are about you in the spirit <laughs> that is why i can see a man today going through tough times and struggles and the person is so worried the person is under pressure the person and sometimes they are talking to me about this and in my head i am laughing because while they are talking in another dimension that the lord has given me access to i am seeing them as overcomers and as champions being celebrated and they are seeing themselves as people struggling some of you that is what you see but i came to present you a higher verdict from the realm of the spirit that as i look at you i don't see you as somebody struggling i see you as somebody that is overcoming somebody that is more than a conqueror somebody that is doing well in your generation somebody say i see well i see well i see well the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 11 put it up Jeremiah 1 11 Jeremiah 1 11 moreover the word of the Lord came unto me saying Jeremiah 
What did God say? What seest thou? Jeremiah, what are you seeing? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Go ahead. Then the Lord said unto me, What did God say? Thou hast seen well. Stop there. Which means that it is possible not to see well too. He said, Thou hast seen well. Do you know that even prophets can miss it? Because they are seeing wrongly. That's why God asked Jeremiah, What do you see? Jeremiah said, And God himself said, Nah, you have seen well. You have seen well. Listen, listen, listen. What do you see? There are many things in my life I see, I, I, I saw them before I began to see them. Over the past two weeks or so, I just spent some time, I wanted to get into the mind of millionaires and billionaires and how they think. So I've been looking at some of their books and some of their conferences and the way they talk and all that. And I picked one thing from them. They focus, even they, they focus more on what the eyes can't see than what the eyes can see. They focus on things like intuition, their will, their perception, their things that are not readily accessible, things that are not, are, not, are not physical, because you can't touch perception. It's intangible. And they focus on the intangibles. And they, and, and they drive their lives towards the intangible. We focus too much on the things that our eyes can see. And that becomes a distraction to where God wants to take us. I feel like I'm talking to someone. Do you know why? So the Bible says God created this and he created that. Then he saw what he had created, that it was good. Did you see? He saw that it was good. He saw. Do you know why he saw? Before creation, we didn't see God saw anything. <laughs> so, did you see God saw anything? It was not recorded anywhere God saw. I'm not saying he didn't see, I'm saying it was not recorded. Because seeing is, is not just, it is not passive, it is very active. What does he do first? He said, Let there be light. And there was light. And this light was the life of man. Have you seen that one in your Bible? This light was the life of man. Because the light of God is the vehicle through which it, his life is transmitted to men. So because, that's why that light that he created, let there be light, it was not the sun. The sun was created on day four. The sun came later. This is light, the vehicle through which his life flows. And so he had to call forth light so life can flow. Then now he saw everything he said. Because we are walking expressions of the light of God, we have the same capacity to establish God's life and begin to see things before they physically manifest. No, I'm telling you certain things that if you grab it and you walk with it, you can't fail in life. Are you with me now? What, what did I say? I said you can't tell somebody you can't fail in this life. Ask the person, what do you see? 
Some people look into their lives and all they see is, is um, um, marriages that are struggling. If you keep seeing that, that will become the reality in which you walk in. Somebody looks and he sees his family, everybody is struggling. If you keep seeing that, I'm not saying run away from your family. I'm saying see from a higher dimension. Are you with me now? <laughs> I'm not saying no. I'm saying see from a perspective higher than what is available to their eyes. It is that grace that gives Jesus the audacity in Luke 5 to tell Peter, cast your net to the other side. And Peter says, I have toiled all night and caught nothing. What you are asking me to look at, I have already looked at and there is nothing there. And Jesus said, look again. See, it is the same audacity that Elijah tells the servant, the message you preach. Elijah tells the servant, go and see if the clouds, there is any cloud there. The servant went once and came and said, what? There is nothing there. But what the servant was saying was in direct contravention to what he, the prophet, has seen in the spirit. So until there is an alignment between what he has seen in the spirit and the physical expression of what he has seen, he knows that there is something wrong with the physical, not what he saw spiritually. So he said, go again. He went again and saw nothing. He said, go again. He went again and saw nothing. Seven times. And on the seventh time, he said, now I see the same thing you are seeing. I see the same thing you are seeing now. The problem is that Many of us, we go the first time and second time. Once we don't see what is embedded in the spirit, we just stop and go home. What do you see? I told Pastor Michael recently, I said, oh, I just saw one million dollars. <laughs> me, me, that's what I have seen. You, what do you see? I said, I see souls, souls millions of souls and I'm before them and I'm ministering and I'm, I'm prophesying to millions. What do you see? Hallelujah. The, the thing is this. The people who see based on the physical are also the loudest. Yeah. Those who see based on physical evidence, they are the ones who are loudest. Because their logic is based on the flesh. And the flesh is easily seen and touched. And so they are very loud. These men that Moses sent, the others said, we cannot defeat them. They are giants in the land. Do you know that when Joshua and Caleb said that we are well able to overcome them, the people nearly stoned them. The people nearly stoned them what they were saying, you know, naturally and physically, it doesn't make sense to them. And so they wanted to attack them. When you begin to see from a perspective higher than what is available to men, don't be surprised when men want to stone you and men start to attack you. Ah, are you with me now? Don't be surprised when men want to attack you. When you wake up and you see your child's face, what do you see? Leave the physical sight to the teachers, but see from another dimension for your child. And that is why you need to have a prayer like that on fire. Are you with me now? Yeah. Because it sharpens what you see. 
It's sharp. Do you know one of the ways to see is even through dreams? One of the ways to see is through dreams. How is it that you can have a dream about your friend, right? And uh, you will see your friend's mom in the dream. You have never met your friend's mother before, but you know this is my friend's mother. How did you know? Do you understand me? You've just had a dream and you've seen your friend's mother. Physically, you have never seen your friend's mother before. If you met her in town, there's no way you will be able to tell this. But you have the dream and you know, I saw your mother in the dream. How did you know that it was the mother? Because dreams are windows into dimensions higher than the physical. What you call creation is simply instructions being given expression in this world. What do you see? Many of you are facing Goliath and the enemy has managed to convince you that you are seeing a giant so there is no way you can win. Many of you, the enemy has managed to convince you that in COVID-19 we don't do well. That COVID-19 surviving is enough. Being alive is enough testimony. What? You, you think being alive is enough a t- a testimony? My goodness. What should the trees also say? They are alive. What, what should germs and, and protozoan and bacteria say? They are alive. Even the coronavirus that you are thankful for for being alive, the virus is also alive. Are you with me now? You need to see beyond this dimension. That You see, there is something called the law of territory. Somebody say the law of territory. Oh, come on, shout it now. The law of territory. Physically, this is what it means. And then I'll tell you what it means spiritually. The law of territory is the reason why I can't become president of Nigeria. Does it make sense? Am I a Nigerian? And so I am, illegal, I am legally disallowed from becoming a president in Nigeria. The law of territory dictates that the inhabitants of a territory rule over that territory. No person, object, organism from another territory can come and rule except that they become like the territory they want to invade. And that is why God became man for the sake of man in this territory. See, the word so powerful. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. See, John 1 is expressing the power of the word. The identity of the word. And the, the characteristics of the word. So it says, the word, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And it says, two. It says, three, please. Go ahead, go ahead. Through him, through who? The word. 
Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that was made. This is, this is the word. Through him, all things were made. All things. All things. Somebody say all things. Say all things. So through the word, all things were made. And without the word, nothing was made that was made. That, that seems to me like something damn powerful. Because if all things were made through the word, the word must be powerful. If nothing was made without him, then the word was powerful or is powerful. But guess what? Then it says, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. Because according to the law of territory, it would be an illegality for the word to just permeate and appear into this territory without first becoming flesh. That gives it authorization to function in this realm. I'm going somewhere with this. I want you to follow. That is why when God created man, you know man is spirit. Man essentially is spirit. God created man. But for man to be able to function and rule in this dimension, in, this, on, in the earth, man had to be given flesh. So that because of the flesh, man is able to rule and dominate in, in the earth. And because of the spirit, man is still able to access things in dimensions higher than what prevails in the flesh. Man has been given access to the realm of the dual realms. The realm of the spirit and the realm of the flesh. But too many men have fattened the flesh. That all they see are what the flesh is saying. And what the flesh is showing. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, the realm of the spirit has influence over the realm of the flesh. Whether you like it or not. That is why people use all manner of things. Some will pass somewhere, some will go somewhere, some will do some things. Obviously, all of it has consequences. But if you and I are in church, and we have access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Bible says all power belongs to Him. What, what that means is that even the power being used of the enemy belongs to Him. And the enemy is on borrowed time, as long as the power is concerned. So if we have direct access to He who all power belongs to, why don't we appropriate that access and begin to exert the influences of the spirit on this earth? Listen to me from today. That which causes men to fail in your family, may it bypass you in the name of Jesus. As I see you, I see a person of influence, a person that is favored from on high, a person operating from a higher realm of influence. Ask your neighbor, what do you see? What do you see? That is why the friend of thieves is a thief. Because all he's seen. That is why a friend of gossips. Because all you see. That is why a friend of the rich. Why are all your friends struggling? What do you see? Look, some of you, if you saw me when I was young and they told you that one day I'll be your pastor, you believe it. <laughs> you, you say it, it cannot be. It's not possible. Acceptable. It's not agreeable to my, to my, my heart can't accept. Some of you are not married. If you see where your husband is right now, 
if you see where your wife is sitting right now, <laughs> yeah. some of you just started a business. If you see where the business is going from today, <laughs> or are you with me now? What do you see? If you see where the business is going, don't conclude on anyone who just began his journey. Conclusions are not made at the beginning. There's a reason they are called conclusions. You can't conclude at the beginning. Imagine you are writing an essay and you conclude at the beginning. Array. Zero. Because your job is to introduce, have a body, and then conclude. Many people have looked at you and they are concluding at the introduction. They are making a mistake. Because as see beyond that introduction, something mega, a turnaround coming, that will cause your conclusion. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. That is why sometimes I can see something even in the spirit and my body is doubting what I've seen in the spirit. And God will say, still say it as you have seen it. Went for a program, when was that? Friday, Picked certain lady. The things I was seeing, some of them she didn't know. I said, and you see, when people don't know and you're prophesying, they feel like they have a responsibility not to disgrace you. So they don't want to. I told them, look, me, I've grown beyond, I don't care. It comes to massage your ego. So if you don't know, say I don't know. Now she said, I don't know. So no problem. Then I started giving her more information about the person. Ah, I remember. Okay, now you've got to remember. Then I, I began to, God began to speak to me about somebody close to her and the person is battling with medical issues and medical conditions. And I went into detail. I was telling them how the thing came about and the reason and the rationale why the enemy decided to go after her. And I was talking and then I asked, ah, where is this person? said the person is in church. I said, go and bring the person. Lo and behold, when she brought the person, the person was in bandage. Physically. Physically. Brought the person to church. The person was in bandage. What do you see? I was telling them, don't think that this sickness is normal. What do you see? Would you be like Caleb and Joshua? You are seeing from a higher realm. You see, what disturbs my spirit is that when they began this journey, the Bible says um, in Numbers, the first scripture we read, what did it say? Go back to 1, 13, 1. 13, 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, 2. Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which, which, which I give. God has already told you that I have given it to you. Just go and survey the place. I have given it to you. And you allow the physical realities to trump what God is saying that I have given it to you. That's exactly what people do in the world. God is saying one thing, 
but your physical senses are seeing something else. And you know, what I'm seeing is more real than what God is saying. So how come you can pray for a person on a wheelchair? Physically, she's on a wheelchair. But in the realm of the spirit, she's healed. You say, rise up and walk. And she rises up and she's able to walk. Because what is always visibly, visible physically may not always be the truth. We are going to pray. Are you ready? That Father sharpen my sense of sight. Sharpen my sense of sight. They say the eagle eh, can, can fly at strange and high altitudes and be able to see a fish in, 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 in the water body from miles away and target the fish and swim, I mean fly and go and pick that same fish up from miles away. At that same time, there could be a fisherman hovering on the face of the water. Now I to her. Nothing. Throw the net here. Nothing. Because he's just throwing it, hoping to catch something. But the eagle has seen from a dimension higher than what is available to the fisherman. So he just come in for the kill. No time wasting. When God gives you access to see from certain dimensions, you don't just throw your net hoping to catch something. You don't just, you are not just in your corner hoping some man will see you and propose to you. You don't just propose to five girls hoping that one of them at least will fall through then you pick it like that. You have seen from the perspective of the spirit. We are going to pray that God sharpen my sense of sight. I'm not saying this eyes. I'm saying faculty of sight that impacts destiny. Funny thing is, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. Put it, um, Numbers 13, before we pray. The same place again. 13, go back. Uh, search thou man. No, that's not what I'm looking for. Yes, 29. 29. 29. The Amalekites. Now this is the other people describing the people they saw. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. Are you seeing? Go back. The Amalekites, they are in the south. The Hittites and Jebusites and Amorites, they are in the mountains. The Canaanites, they dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. Somebody see Jordan. Oh, shout it, Jordan. This is the same Jordan that Elijah parted before he ascended. This is the same Jordan that Jesus was baptized in. It means that even the domination of Canaan had a certain prophetic connection to the baptism of Jesus several generations later. So if they had failed to go and take it, it would have impacted several generations later 
the baptism of Jesus. That is why God, who has already gone ahead of time, knows that there is a time coming, my son is coming. And as part of the prophetic declarations, he must be baptized. And he must be baptized by none other than John the Baptist in the river Jordan. And as I am speaking now, this Jordan is, is in the hands of the Canaanites. But I have given it to you, go and take it. Because you must take it so that several years later, my son can have a place to be baptized. Are you with me? That is why there are certain decisions you must take now. Because 20 years later, your children must benefit from it. But how do you take it when your eyes are blind like a bat? Rise up to your feet. You want to pray, Father, sharpen my sense of sight. I want to see as you see. See through the eyes of faith. I want to see through the eyes of faith. Mala sota ikayadaha. Lift up your voice right now. Le grani mahado. Rebayandabaha. Kalema nosa. Kabeleba shadabaha. Oh, come on, lift up your voice. Say, Father, sharpen my spirit, man. Sharpen my spirit, man. Sharpen my spirit, man. us to see according to your will and see from the perspective of faith that the spirit of God would impress upon us to make take steps and decisions that further the establishment of your will in our lives I declare that our senses are sharpened in the spirit in the name of Jesus that through the instrumentality of dreams and spiritual promptings that you will speak to us and cause us to see according as you are showing us 
in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I declare, oh God, that every spiritual blindness is healed in the name of Jesus. That we will receive sight from today. We will not see according to what the flesh is speaking. We will see according to what your spirit is showing us. In the mighty, matchless name of the Lord Jesus, we call it God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.